Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Sean is not... Oh, 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 oh. We're on YouTube Live where you can uh, like and subscribe, and we are on the podcast. I thought you were about to switch to your cowboy hat in honor of the uh, Cowboys-Bills game, Middlecoff, but uh, he didn't. He's going with the uh, traditional baseball cap. And uh, it's great to see everybody. Do you have a Tito's Toast today, John? I do. Uh, a guy that I've known for a long time, one of the first people I met in football who was had a legitimate job in football and was really cool to me, and I, I think he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. Jeff Tedford fell on some hard times health-wise. Tim Skipper didn't just take over the program. He took them to the New Mexico Bowl, where, if I remember correctly, the dogs used to lose a lot because I was there at a couple losses. Same. And beat the living piss out of New Mexico State, who, here's how I would say. New Mexico State went on the road and beat Auburn, who almost beat Alabama. Well, if the dogs beat the crap out of New Mexico State, who beat Auburn and almost beat Alabama, then did the Fresno State just beat Alabama? Put them in the playoff? Rose Bowl, I mean, Michigan. What Tim Skipper? What, did you say his name? Tim Skipper, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyone else who's not the head coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs in on January first, I will be very, very angry. So I congrats to Skipper on his first win. I think he's got many more to come. Ass kicking, ass kicking. Thirty-seven to ten. Congrats to uh, Coach Skip. I, uh, you just you that that was that that uh, Tito's toast was all yours. You go way back with Skip. Um, I saw him recently, and he said. I said, he said, I saw Middlecoff at the, who'd they play? Arizona or Arizona, Arizona state. He's yeah. like, I'm standing there on the sideline. And I just hear skip, skip. He's like, there was Middlecoff le- leaning over the railing, screaming at me. So uh, Tito's toast to skip. Also Tito's toast to uh, New Mexico, New Mexico athletics director, Eddie Nunez, who made it difficult for Jerry kill New Mexico state. Aggies to practice at their indoor facility. I saw Jerry Kill ranting and raving about it, and I was like, God, Jerry Kill is right. This is BS. Then I found out his quarterback had peed on the logo at midfield. Yeah, a long time ago, a long out. time ago. This season, earlier this year, <laughs> deserved to get locked out. Anyway, Tito's Toast. Tito's Handmade Vodka, they are uh, sponsors of the podcast. We appreciate that very much. Uh, it is number I, one. You know what's funny is I saw that rant late last night. And yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? Same. So I typed in the quarterback's name to Google and he took a leak on the logo at and filmed it and put it on social. Yeah. <laughs> like as an athletics director, the guy who paid for that stadium, the boosters won't allow you to not count, even though he denied that he messed with them. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Tito's handmade vodka, America's original craft vodka uh, built up in 95. And since then it has just been winning award after award after award. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored, responsibly. All right. Very good. Uh, do, you think, do you think winning a division championship when the division, you know, isn't that great, is as fulfilling as getting a hats and t-shirts like when you win it on game 162 or when Dre Greenlaw has the Dan Buns tackle at the one-yard line? Like, it's always a big deal to win the division. 
But Alex went on the rant about Brady, like pushing back about when Tom said the league kind of sucks. He's like, well, they benefited a lot from the division being Mm -hmm. shitty. And the Patriots were getting hats and t-shirts, just like Andy, right? When the season starts, you're like, Mahomes and Andy are going to get the hat and t-shirt. Whether that's on December 5th or December 20th, it's happening. We just don't know how early it's happening. And December 17th, I wouldn't say is super early, but... Pretty early. Three games pretty early in the NFL. Pretty early. Yeah. Uh, I saw Drake Greenlaw told, told our guy, John Dickinson, after the game. Uh, not I'm getting tired of this shit, but basically like, yeah, I keep getting these two shirts. Like, it's, it's fine, but I want something else. Um, well, he have three, right? 2019, last yeah. year and this year. Yep. So, I mean, they've won two in a row now. They've won 12 straight divisional games. No, I don't think it's the same as winning it week 17 or game 162 or game 163. But I also do think it's like, it's really hard to just dominate your division like that. Now, Kyler was hurt last year, Seattle and the Rams going through transitions, but the Rams were, you know, we're just on the heels of being Super Bowl content, Super Bowl champion. Niners were beating the Rams when they were dominant. That's true. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's nothing, especially when you're talking about a coach who up until a few years ago for a variety of reasons, but up until last year, was a sub 500 career head coach, right? He's, I don't want to say he's like doing the uh, Andy Belichick, right? He's only had a couple of these pretty easy seasons, but he's having like, those guys have a lot of wins because they have a lot of like 12, 13 win seasons. Right. It's easy to kind of goose your record up. He's now 63 and 49. It wasn't that long ago. He was like 37 and 40, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like just yesterday he was like 40, 48. And I feel like I just remember his, 49th win 63 and 49 six and three in the postseason so I he's really got it on track two conference championship games one Super Bowl appearance there's only one thing left to do for this team. bunch of different coordinators different quarterbacks so it's like it's not like he's had the same star quarterback the whole time or anything right, right? well if Brock's not the MVP you know I know nobody's talking about Shanahan for coach of the year but he did take the last pick of the draft last year, although apparently it was like Bobby Slowick's brother's pick. Did you hear that? Bobby Slowick's brother's like a scout, and that's the guy that loved Brock? <laughs> I think that's what they said on TV. I couldn't quite follow what was happening because at that point in the game, I was more dialed in on the audio. I had the, the audio on the Cowboy game louder than I did on the Niner game. But, um, you know, Shanahan is kicking people's asses, John. His offense is dominating and you can't say well look at his players because he's the one who you know he's in charge like the player personnel department uh obviously he's got a lot of, a lot of help They're, they talked him into moody who made his first field goal since thanksgiving on sunday which is a weird stat he hadn't even tried a field goal things since thanksgiving but. i kind of want i want the cardinals kicker you see how easily that guy's kicking it out of bounds yeah. and blasting 60 yard kicks i mean fucking prater looks like justin tucker right he now. did look really good was he a cowboy last feel like he's been around the block for a minute. I have, yeah, he's definitely hasn't been on the Cardinals the whole time, but that's that's what I'm expecting Moody to be. I mean, kicking so, it out of the bounds with the ease. I was like, oh, I, I was like, I don't like Debo back there. And it's like he doesn't even – they're just putting him back there for it to fly over his head. I know. And then they kick it to Ronnie Bell. I guess that was a punt. That was a punt? That was a kick. I it was Here's a the it problem. Was a I, I do think Dan Campbell has to win it this year. I went and looked. Yeah. The Lions officially became the Detroit Lions in 1934. So they have had 89 seasons. What were they before? Uh, I, it was just a different, it was like a different city and a different mm. name. I just saw, I just saw the word Detroit in 1934. Okay. So, it, you know, 89 seasons. 
they have nine 10 win seasons in 89 seasons. And they, their highest win total in those 89 seasons is 12. He's probably going to get to 12 and has a chance to get to 13. They, they haven't won the division since 93. And listen, the NFL is not like college football. Like if he was doing this, the equivalent at like Arizona State or something, and he had him, you know, it's like a top five team, you'd be like, this is fucking incredible. It's a little yeah. different in the NFL. But I do think that's pretty remarkable. It, it is. It really is. Like if, if whoever coaches the Raiders next year just wins 13 games, it's like, I just got to give it to you, right? You just got to get it. Like Kyle now has been, he just won 13 games last year. Uh, that's true. When now he changes quarterback bag, on the like, fly. He's never he just, won the – that means if Dan Campbell, John, wins the Coach of the Year award, he'll have more Coach of the Year awards than Kyle Shanahan. That's what you're saying. But doesn't Belichick have like one? Belichick has three. Andy? Andy Reid has maybe one, oh, two, and I don't think he's won one since. Yeah, because the award is what you just were like, yeah, we thought you were going to suck. Congrats on not sucking. Now, the lines are legitimately good, and it's a franchise achievement award. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking about the Niners. That, that's that. Nine, nine, ten win seasons in 89 years. Do the Niners have, like, nine since Harbaugh came? <laughs> they have three with Harbaugh. They now have four. four Shanahan. I mean, it's yeah. just. Didn't have any in between. Didn't have any in between. Kyle had a clunker. A couple. Yeah. Well, I was watching Minnesota. They're like, this is Nick Mullins' 19th start. And they're like, he had 16 with the Niners. I'm like, yeah, they had some <laughs> some rough seasons. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize I did, I did not realize I watched 16. Well, one year he Mullins had like 10. One, yeah. You know, the year he tore his ACL, he had 10. And for a split second today, once you whenever a guy's lying on the ground, your kind of heart drops. And then when you see the play, you feel you can feel a little better or a little worse. Like that dude for the Cardinals today. <laughs> who was going back to block and his leg just popped. And you're like, that's bad. You look behind him. Yeah. <laughs> like this, did, did his calf rip or his Achilles rip, whatever oh. ripped it's over where when Purdy was laying on the ground, you're like, Oh my God. And then you see the hit. You're like, ah, maybe his face just got slammed into his. I asked you, know, you what you thought the injury was. And you, you said blindness. Well, cause I thought his, I thought his face mask got slammed into his face and it probably yeah. just rattled him. Then they said stinger. Same thing when Bosa, when Randy Gregory threw the dude on Bosa, it like it probably stung him a little bit, but it, it didn't look that bad. McCaffrey had the one where he tried to leap over the guy, and that one was like oh, something a little. He's kind of doing the thing where he's doing the doctor. You're like that ain't good. We kept like changing he, the, the the KT tape on his knee. Well, how about he rolls it up and there's already tape there? You're like, what the fuck's going on here? At first, I thought like, all right, it must be blood. Maybe it's just blood. <laughs> They're managing blood, but then there was no blood. No, and then he clearly then has something that he manages there. And then he's like, get him right back in the game. No one else comes in. And Kyle's like, he never wants to come out. Like, Kyle, you dictate who goes in and out of the games. Like, Christian does. I expected to, to see McCaffrey. I expected to see McCaffrey taking handoffs from Darnold at the end of the game. Like, honestly, like, oh, okay, Christian's out too good. 100%. I am stunned. It could be 60 to nothing when Kyle's like, okay, let's just trench out. And then Ronnie Bell and those guys can go in. I, I I think that's very difficult for him to do. It's very difficult for him to do. I, uh, I did want to see a full Donald drive. McCaffrey. Hmm? I did want to see the full Donald drive. He I threw did. a knife back to, to Kittle. If you, you know, it'd be easy, John, if you promise like Purdy will be back in a drive, then you'd say, all right, let's see Donald here. Right. But Donald immediately roll left, roll back. Oh, like there's Kittle. Woof. 
50-50 ball into coverage, you know, just rocket arm. But yeah, this is this was I, I thought on a day where the Eagles freaked out this week, it showed the Niners had like kind of their freak out moment, but they kind of held it together. And I, I think a big reason is because the coach is in charge, not the owner and the GM. Right? The owner and the GM operate more like you and I might. Like, this guy can't be our defense coordinator. He's fucking done. Put Patricia in there. Where I bet there are some people like me, like, ah, Wilkes, this is not going well. Now, the Niners, they didn't really have a Patricia type on the staff, which if they did, who knows? Because that it did get weird. And so maybe they just benefited from just emptiness and people to take over because right, maybe it crossed his mind. Yeah, they just didn't have, like, there was no D'Amico on the staff to, like, do a switch. Yeah. But, uh, like, Kyle just, they just kind of took a deep breath. Everything was okay. And now they're here where the Eagles had two games, which, listen, the Niners went through, a, you could argue, an uglier stretch, given that they, they were playing shittier teams. And they just did a massive change, right? So now you feel like the Niners, you watch the Cowboys get killed. You know, the Lions have to play at home, and the Niners would, you know, assume we'll get them in San Francisco and the Eagles just have major, major flaws. So you're like, fuck is the, Could the Rams be their toughest test? Yeah. Rams look pretty good right now. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's fair to say the Rams are going to be a playoff team, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the seventh seed right now. I mean, even <clears throat> 45, who's the, who's the sixth? Uh, mini. Who's the six? Would it be? Yeah, probably. Cause they, they're seven and seven. Yeah, Packers on the six. New Orleans on the outside at seven and seven, too, by the way. So is Tampa technically the four right now? Tampa's the four at seven and seven, yeah. You got four, you got three seven and seven teams and three ten win teams. And who's technically the two seed right now? Philly, because Dallas lost. So Dallas is now 10 and four. Philly is 10 and three with a game coming Monday night. But you see Jalen flying like separate from the team. Flying separate, yeah. Sick. Darius Slay, knee surgery out, Patricia in. I mean, they got they got a lot of moving parts for almost Christmas. And also Seattle, who's dead, but not dead, right? At six and seven, they're not dead. Now the the problem is just they're they're not great. But Monday night football in Seattle, big game. Yeah. They're de- they're definitely not dead for a wild card. No, they're not dead for a wild card. Absolutely not. So Niners have a lot. You saw it a couple times a day more than a couple when a lot of guys just laid on the ground for a minute, they're missing clearly two guys. They need to win the Super Bowl, but their defensive line is not the same without those two guys. (laughs) I mean, they were, I mean, they did get gashed today. Now you're playing the Cardinals. Were you super focused for this game? Like I, I would expect them to be much more locked in against the Ravens or the Cowboys or the Eagles or a playoff game than the fucking Cardinals on the road. Who are you know scrappy little team play hard, but after about ten minutes you're like yeah they're probably not they can't beat them and then Ronnie Bell had the fumble you're like oh this game's a little close then it got yeah. overturned then the game's kind of over yeah if you told me Amari Dermercado is like leads the Angels and steals next year on some seventy win L A Angels team I'd believe you uh, they have a lot of little speed guys and you know I mean. Just, just, I think they ran for over 200 today against the Niners, Sunday against the Niners. What was the, what was the final rush total? I mean, that's the flaw. Well, they right did have the one bad. toward the end of the game where the guy went like 60. I they? know, but they were, I mean, Connor was, they were, Connor was hard to tackle all day. He's but a good just, player. 
It's a, this is part of why I would imagine part of why maybe Eric Armstead couldn't have played anyway, but the Niners treated this game like, you know, their FCS opponent when it came to Hargrave and um, Armstead, knowing they're going to need those two, they like, they're going to need those two guys on Christmas day against the Baltimore Ravens to stop the run. When Charverius got the pick six, were you thinking like the last 10 yards, like, bro, be careful. Like don't fucking run. So I thought fast. it on his second one too. Cause his <laughs> second interception, he starts like cutting back and forth and trying to make plays and just, just go down. But that was good news. I mean, considering he didn't practice all week that Mooney Ward played and was able to run around. There, there were some plays today in the open field where you're like, you know, I'm not saying Greenlaw and Fred, are mailing it in because you can't in football, but relative when I see them going up against Monday night football, Sunday night football against a big time opponent, this is they're saving themselves a little bit for the big boys next week. I, I did go, you know, the sack that Bosa had that caused the fumble that the Cardinals recovered. Greenlaw comes just missling in for the for the doesn't get it, but I just watched the play and thought if you told me both his shoulders need to be replaced uh, when his playing career is over, I'd believe you. He came in like an absolute rocket. I think later in the game, I saw some of what you were talking about. Uh, but you see, around just the trying league. to keep you know keeping CTE alive in the softer NFL. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Purdy, I mean, there's so many different things to talk about, but let's talk about Brock. I mean, I thought today, you know, it's his first game. Uh, in his in the last two months that he didn't complete 80 or 70% of his passes. I thought it was as good as a game as he's played. 16 to 25, which is around whatever, 64%, 242, four touchdowns. I judge his games, John, based on how many throws I write down. It's like, damn, got to remember that throw. Got to remember that throw. Got to remember that throw. And this might have been at the top of the list this year, nearer at the top of the list of like the most just, I thought, really excellent excellent throws yeah to me like those out routes when a guy's covered are are the biggest ones in the nfl because that's third and seven in the fourth quarter of a playoff game right right like can you hit that because ultimately even though the niners have missed a lot of like debo's wide open in the flat walking touchdown if you're a good nfl quarterback you got to make that with your eyes closed and that's one i bet tomorrow people like see guys fucking wide open he walks in and today it crossed my mind, like to me, it should be Purdy and McCaffrey. Like they should both be talked about. <laughs> and I, I think McCaffrey, I saw Brock's now the betting favorite. McCaffrey's still like 15 to one. And maybe it's just no one's voting for a non quarterback. Uh, obviously, Purdy, you get four touchdowns. Now he's got 29. I mean, he's going to end up with 35, 36 Leads touchdowns. Past Dak because Dak didn't throw one. So, yeah, I, I, I think. Today was much more about like the four touchdowns. A couple of them were pretty easy. Relative to some of his touchdowns. You mean the one that McCaffrey fell down on, got up, and scored? <laughs> the Debo one was kind of a joke, too. I mean, there was no one even on that side of the field. Debo said afterwards when we practiced it, I didn't think it'd be that open. And then it worked because when Kyle put stuff in, stuff works. That's, that's what he said. Because they all go that way, and he just leaks out. But the way. Debo, the, four, the touchdown to Debo at the pylon was an uh, I mean, as perfect as it gets. Strike. The the McCaffrey touchdown in the back of the end zone. Again, a nice scheme play, but he hits him in stride. A couple Ayuk passes, just absolute dimes. He did underthrow the one early in the game, which he has hit this year. Also a good play Ayuk. by the DB. Yeah. Put, his, put his hand up last second. But yeah, I'm, he's fucking good. I, to me, it goes back to last year when he had the fucked up ribs. 
and he played and they kind of underplayed it. And then Kyle mm-hmm. off season was like, we just saw this grittiness. We're like, God damn, I didn't, no one quite realized that. Yeah. And today when you get KO'd and slammed, I was thinking he had a concussion. Maybe he's out for the game. And then a couple plays later, he's just back stinger. No, you don't even notice it like two plays later. Right. Cause I, I think mean, the that first play that game, the first play back was a quick screen. And then he was just like normal. First play back was a tunnel screen to Debo. Second play back was that step up in the pocket and just like float it to Kittle. Remember Kittle like tapped it to himself. How cool it. is that? That was fantastic. After watching Darnold come in throwing laser beams, Darnold's first throw was again like schemed up. There it is. Turn back, throw to the far sideline. And it just, he throws Kittle into a 50 50 ball where there didn't need to be one, I don't think. And then the next play, again, he throws this rocket that's incomplete, but there was an illegal contact penalty, so it doesn't go down in the box. Well, incomplete. They went through Kittle's hands. That was a that was a rope. 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 <laughs> then Brock comes back and throws like a 17-mile-an-hour little floater. Um, Brock throws a more catchable ball because it's not going nearly as fast. I think same to say, I think it's fair to say. You know, and you could just see the back and forth because I'm with you. I was like, all right, let's see Darnold here. And then he unleashed that first throw. And I was like, you know, maybe this will make Brock look kind of just show people just because you can set it up doesn't mean the guy's going to nail every throw. Um, a few, few throw. I, I thought, so that was a big drive. The, the first throw on that drive, I think is the throw that you're talking about where he throws that sideline ball to Iuke. that it's just Brock doesn't put the ball in harm's way. We've talked about this where Brock throws his picks is like middle of the field. Not that he throws that many, although he almost threw one today, but when Purdy for a guy without elite arm strength, quote unquote, Throws the ball to the sideline. He almost never misses inside of the receiver. Like, if he misses, he misses outside of the receiver to the sideline. And he threw a ball to IU the play before he got hurt. To the sideline in front of Hamilton Sr., not to be confused with Hamilton Jr., who's probably four, but Hamilton Sr. out there defending on IU. It was really good coverage. If he misses anywhere, it is... Hamilton Sr., pick six, waving to the camera. Hamilton Jr. at home going, there's Dada, there's Dada. It was, I thought, one of the best throws of his career, John. It was such a good freaking throw. And it's the kind of throw that only guys, the only guys that you notice really, I remember like Herbert in college made a bunch of those throws. I don't think, I don't think, I don't obviously watch two as close as I watch Brock. I don't think he makes that throw. I, I just don't think most guys consistently make that throw to the sideline the way Brock does. It's just a, I mean, you don't see it in college. If you miss like, it on the inside, it's a pick six in the NFL. Yeah, if you miss anywhere, it's yeah. Um, and there wasn't any room over there, and he just he drilled it to him. So uh the how about the play he got hurt on? That was an incredible play. Yeah. To juice, it was kind of it was again, it was like a little touch play to use check. And He's really chanting juice, and then they gotta start chanting purdy. I, I love it I, on the broadcast. It's like the majority of people watching this game are probably 49er people. You don't need to explain, like, they're not booing. It's, we know. We've, we've owned the stadium for decades, just like L.A. now. It's like, we get it. <laughs> Everyone knows. It's like when you, the Steelers go somewhere. You don't need to explain it to the people watching the games. Like, we all know what's going on. But they always do it. Like, they're not booing, guys. It's like when they used to do, like, Coon, when uh, John Coon was the fullback for the Packers. Like, we've seen a million Packer games now. Mm-hmm. We know what the fan base is doing. Like this, they're playing the Raiders. It's ninety percent Packer fans. We get it, but they they explain it every time. Every when time, Juice gets a play. Like we know, we get it, guys. 
Um, he's ri- he, the lollipop pass. The lollipop is, pass. Because because even the one that Kittle, he wouldn't have been able to tap it back because he's he didn't catch it right. He tapped it to himself if it was yeah. harder. Yeah. It, or just might have bounced a different way. Yep. But he the just other, there was so much touch. So much touch. It's like, on like the a run. Little floater. Yeah, it is. And Curry didn't add that till later in his career. Um, he's gonna win. I mean. If McCaffrey, the odds probably speak for themselves, it's pretty just statistically impossible for a non-quarterback to win, especially if a guy throws 35 touchdowns. And as someone was telling me the other day, just look at the history of the league. If a quarterback plays well on a team that gets a bye, like they just win it. It's like it happens in the NBA a lot. If you're like the one seed and you're like the, one of the best players, like you usually get the MVP. I do, I do think that immediately puts even more – you can't have the MVP of the league back-to-back – you know, I guess you didn't have the one seed last year. You get it this year. I, I yeah. think it's like it's been Super Bowl or bust. Right. I, I think it even goes up to another level. Yeah, because it's like, all right, you can't pretend that no one believes in you. Once you win the MVP, you can't pretend you're nobody believes in you anymore. But right? I'm not even talking necessarily on him. Like he's still gonna have everyone's gonna be judging him still. But when do they I award the MVP? It. Before the Super Bowl game? I think they usually do it like that Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know during the playoffs, but I think everyone would kind of know the way this is playing out. Now, yeah, Dak if, plays; they, they play Miami next week, so and and Detroit still, right? Yeah, so he could still have a couple of big games. But you're, to your point, like this is why I didn't understand Michael Penix not winning the Heisman, leading the nation in passing on the number two seed. Like if Brock were to lead the league in touchdown passes on a fourteen and three team, that's going to lead the league, you know, in point differential. You're right. Like if you just put that on paper, blind resume, it didn't say the guy's name. That guy's going to win MVP almost every time at, just because of the position. When I'm telling you, it's going to happen the next 24, 48 hours, the clips of like, so you're telling me this guy's the MVP and it's going to be the video of McCaffrey crawling into the end yeah. zone yeah. or Debo walking right in. And I wonder if you go back to some of those like 45, 50 touchdown seasons from Manning, Brady, like, are is everyone in a contested area like the best pass of their career, or does like he get 10, 15 plays of like, yeah, that's kind of stealing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I would imagine I think it happened. It, 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 uh, <laughs> all your touchdowns aren't like in the corner of the end zone with a guy draped on you, yeah. right? Especially you when you have watch good a quarterback, game. especially when we have smart quarterback play and good coordinators. Yeah, so it's like it's going to be a con, it's it'll, it'll be. Now it's different, like you said, because they don't award the it's not like they award it going in. So you don't know who the MVP is the first game, but it's gonna be talked about. Like th- there's gonna be an added pressure. And it's gonna change, I mean, the man's career, but every time he answers the bell, I mean he plays in front of his home crowd, four touchdowns. They win the fucking division with ease. Kind of. I mean, it was weird, bizarre game. Much more bizarre than the Seattle games, I would say. That that we just witnessed. Yeah, that was just a, it, that was a weird just game. Uh, at times felt closer, but if if Ronnie Bell had fumbled, that would have tied the game, right? Uh, it was thirteen twenty one. So if they went for two, it could have. Yeah, uh, a couple other throws I just wanted to mention on Brock that I wrote down. The throw to Kittle that was an incompletion that looked like a fumble for a second was an awesome throw to George. The next throw after they ruled it incomplete. He throws a ball to Ayuk that kind of looks like just a ho-hum. It was like Ayuk on the left hash. But Brendel being pushed into him, linebacker reaching. Brock throws it by him right to Ayuk. It was a great throw. Um, yeah, and then I wrote down the 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 Debo the Debo pylon dot was just an Who did I hear saying this? I, I don't know if it was like a Kurt Warner type or it might have just been a normal player that said 
you know, part of yards after catch, like you can't just throw, I, I don't care if it's Barry Sanders behind him, have him stop, and then he's just going to break seven tackles. Like most yards after catch are because of a good pass. Like putting a guy in, in a position. Yeah. McCaffrey touched down the greatest yards for uh, Obviously some of them are, are tough throw. Great. Tough throw. But 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 Mahomes had a lot of those with Tyree yeah, or Travis Kelsey. Like it's but a lot of them are hitting guys in stride leading to extra yards. Right? And that's yeah. where you know his accuracy is I think they said it on the I don't know if I'd heard him, maybe I had that his idol, which makes sense. He's a shorter guy. It was like he looked up to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Like that's just like who he kind of looks like, right? You wouldn't. He probably wouldn't look up to like I love Peyton Manning, who was five inches taller than me. But he wears right? thirteen for Marino, right? Because his, dad was, his dad was a Dolphin fan. He was a Dolphin. He has, fan. but he doesn't have much in common with Dan Marino. Not much, no. <laughs> right? Much happier, not as strong of an arm, and much more mobile. God, Dan's angry. Dan was very mad when we interviewed him uh, before the Super Bowl. Every time I never see Dan smile when they show him on TV, he's just, he feels like an edgy dude, man. He just feels kind of pissed off. Four minutes in the interview, Dan's like, uh, what was it? What was the, it was like a, oh, we're going to talk about AARP or what? You know, whenever they show Peyton Manning on TV, you're like, God, he just looks like he's in a good mood with his kid. Dan's the opposite. Dan's, yeah, chasing that ring, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he's going to look up and Brock Purdy's going to have one year too. What were Dak's final numbers today? Didn't throw a touchdown. Well, they had uh, they had they had less than a hundred yards with like six seven minutes to go in the game. He was still in the game, getting his ass kicked. Uh, twenty one of thirty four, one thirty four, no touchdowns and a pick. So sixty two percent. By the way, have you? They're seen, the only like, other team to me that like when they play like that, they kind of look like the Niners. I was like, Jesus, this Bills. Team. Well, they've been the blown out. Looks- they've lost four games. They've been blown out. They lost to the Cardinals. They got blown out by the Niners. They got blown out by the Bills. And then their other I'm, loss was... A- I'm saying the Bills. Like, when they play well, they look oh. like Jesus. Well, I thought today, are they the last team... Like, when you just imagine any of these teams, how they would look if they got to the Super Bowl. I'm like, God, if you had to pick a team you don't want to play... I'd rather play the Chiefs. Uh, same. They got digs. They got you know the, You know the Bills? Like, they could still go 11-6. and six. They play the Chargers this week. Uh-huh. Win. The Pats, they stink. And then they end at Miami. Do you know the Miami's next two games are Cowboys, who I would imagine are not going to look like that against them. Right. And then they play the Ravens. On the road. And then they play the Bills. So and the like, Bills have already beat them. So I think Buffalo's going to win. Buffalo just has Buffalo has to win its next two. And they just win lose one of those two. And if Miami only wins one and then Buffalo beats Miami, then Buffalo wins the division, which it feels so, like. Tyreek, you know, Tyreek, I don't know, is Tyreek coming back next week? Or he didn't play today. Do you think so? If, if Buffalo I think Buffalo's going to win that two, division, and, and Miami just loses one of the next two, that probably I would bet is the Sunday night game. Don't you think Bills at Miami for the division? Yeah, Week eighteen. I I don't think you'd see a better matchup than that too. Like, yeah, Cowboys and Eagles aren't playing for the division that night. Are the Cowboys playing somebody for the division that night? Even the that's the, what, the Niners and Rams. No, like that's me. nothing's on the line that game. I mean, that'd the be, one seed could be in theory, but that'd be a big moment for a lot of people in that game. Right? You're, yeah, I mean, it'd be a big moment for McDermott and Josh Allen. It'd be a big moment for Tua and Mike McDaniel, because there was this embrace with McDaniel and and Sala. It's just, it's crazy how many Forty Nine er guys are just all over the place, and you just yeah. I feel like Mike felt a little bad. Like, I'm sorry, man. 
Nothing I can you do. Just, I mean, you got yeah. Zach Wilson out there for half a game, concussion <laughs> protocol. Like, what are you yeah. supposed to do? I don't know. Without Tyreek. Without Tyreek. There's also like an not that we spend any we spend no time talking about this, and I'm not gonna spend more than 30 seconds here, but there is like a McCaffrey versus Tyreek kind of offensive player of the year award thing going on as well. How many touchdowns does McCaffrey have right now? Nineteen, mm, twenty. Because 19, Jerry 20. Rice's record is twenty-three. Now they didn't play seventeen games, so how how does that work? Like you get you just, obviously it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you get the record, but it's yeah. like it's like me, the Pope, I mean, just like the home run record, right? Babe did it in one hundred and fifty-four games. You, uh, you get you get twenty touchdowns in a season. I mean, that's just a remarkable accomplishment. Tyreek's not going to get there. No, he's got like 12 or 15. Somebody said Mostert has 20. No. Mostert has 20 touchdowns this year? I mean, per the chat. Which, you know, you can get me pretty reliable, actually. If Mostert really has 20 touchdowns, that's a remarkable accomplishment. He has 16. Well, he might have had. Does that include today? uh, I don't think so. How many do you have today? Uh, I'll tell you in one sec. Guessing a lot. Well, they won 30 to nothing. He had uh, two rushing, two rushing touchdowns. So he's got 18. Okay. And McCaffrey had three touchdowns today, correct? Because he had two. Yep. Three. Two catching and one in the air. And he had, I think, how many do you have coming into the day? God, all these are so fucking difficult to. I can't. It's just too hard. I'll tell you one sec. He had two receiving and one rushing. Uh, yeah, where's his overall stats? It says 12. That's not correct. It's just, well, because he has rushing and. Can't. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, where's my total football reference? Here we go. Uh, he had 12 plus 5 is 17 plus 3. I got him at 20 touchdowns. Yeah, same. And it's not like they ever go away from him, so. Like you never know. Like Debo get you three touchdowns. Ayuk could get you one catch. Kittle get you one catch or four touchdowns. McCaffrey scoring. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. McCaffrey is scoring, and they are going to run countless balls or you know runs either off the left side or like just pitches and sweeps to the left side. Like that, those are guaranteed. I thought the first first the first third down of the game. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. 
Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Them was a play I wrote down as like, it was like a toss to McCaffrey. There's really nothing there. I think it's 50-50. Most NFL running backs don't pick up the first down. He like bounces it again. He like double bounces it to the edge and turns the corner, gets a first down. And every play, once he like bounces it past the line of scrimmage or breaks into the second level, you're like, this could go. <laughs> Cause he just, and it didn't obviously, but I think one thing they got really got going for him is his quarterbacks been freaking a revelation. They have Christian McCaffrey in the prime of his career, right? He's just in the, he keeps talking. I see this on Instagram. They mentioned it today. He's like, Claims to be in this unemotional state. He's just super focused on executing and whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. So he's like in this, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, but Don't. like mentally he's in a whole nother level than he's probably ever been. In. And physically, even if he's just a tick slower than maybe he was five years ago, he's more than fast enough. To me, Debo's in the prime of his career. Kittle's in the prime of his career. And clearly Ayuk's coming into the prime of his career. And Trent's older, but is still dominant. And then the other alignment just play well together. So it's like their offense just couldn't be any better. It's like, I mean, and statistically, it's hard to be better than they are because they dominate. Like, doesn't get Well, of course it. They have, like, all these elite Hall of Fame-level talents in the prime of their career, and they have this quarterback who is, like, the perfect version of what Kyle's been looking for. Well, exactly. Like, that's why he kind of liked Mac Jones – because I think Kyle envisioned some of this in Mac Jones, even though there is no chance, and I will argue this until I'm blue in the face, Mac Jones never would have been this good. Like, Mac Jones is not as good as Purdy. Not as good, yeah. not as likable. Yeah, he's just just not as good. To me, it's just that simple. He's not as good. He doesn't have the physical tr- – like, Purdy's more mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's more – I think he's definitely more accurate. And uh, he's a better player. He's just, like you said, also much more likable. Which isn't nothing on a team filled with guys who like, you know, you just got to fit. It's a, it's a probably a difficult locker room for a young guy to fit into if they're not exactly sure how to, if they're not a fit in guy. Uh, Mozart does have 20 touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, cause he has a couple probably. He's got two rushing. Yeah. Or two receiving. Sorry. What a season from that guy. Holy shit. <laughs> 20 touchdowns. How many guys? it can't be a long list in NFL history of just people with 20 touchdown seasons. I remember being a big deal. Like when LaDainian Tomlinson got like 25, 
20 touchdowns? Like that's if you have like 12, you've had an incredible NFL season. If you get to like 14 or 15, it's like this guy the best player in the league. These guys got 20 touchdowns. They got three games left. I mean, both these guys could get to 25 touchdowns. Two running backs have 50 plus touchdowns. And he's gonna get he might get 20 rushing all by itself, right? Which has only been done by yeah, I can't find the full list. Whenever I watch the Dolphins, he does really stand out of like, Jesus guy looks running hard right now. He does. If he's still just he looks as fast as he was when he was a niner. And Kyle's they were they were you get credit as an organization, like we like that guy. See Nick Mullins making plays, like fucking up this guy. I saw Trent Taylor muffle punt today. We didn't like that guy. <laughs> there are a lot of Niners all over the place, man. It's hard to watch a football game and not just see a random. Well, because those every time one of those guys goes somewhere, they take like three players with them and two assistants, or maybe more than three players. Yeah, they just they just pop up. It was I didn't get the name in here, but it was I was I, I did hear correctly on TV. Bobby Slowick's brother is like the Midwest scout for the Niners. And he's yeah. the one that had the report, the report on Purdy that said, we, you know, we like this guy. That's what Lynch told the, cause the, the crew asked like who liked him. Love doing that. Lynch would love. Yeah. <laughs> the report says like, uh, you know, probably says like, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep following him. And John just giving a shout out to the scouts. Or he said, I will stake my career on this guy. I don't said think that. this guy can just make our team, but I think we could. He could start and we could win with him. If he said that, then that's a. He should write a book. Uh, did you? How about the graphic they put on on TV? Purdy, McCaffrey, uh, and Debo are now eighteen and zero. Coming into the day, their point differential was plus seventeen. What did they win by today? Fifteen. What was the final score? Forty to sixteen. So, ba- so basically the same. 18 and 0 when those guys are healthy, including the playoffs. Well, they're two of the most unique players I've ever seen, right? I mean, you get McCaffrey, that is a Marshall Falk, Lindanian Tomlinson. Like, those guys legitimately don't come around that often. We've had a short list in our life being like that dominant, doing everything. Like, easily everyone agrees. Like, one of the best players in the league, no doubt about it. And Debo, I just really believe, is like the most unique wide receiver we've ever seen. Like, because he's a really good wide receiver. He's not a great wide receiver, but he's dominant with the ball in his hands. And he can dominate speed-wise behind the line of scrimmage. So you don't have to – he doesn't need to run every route to get on the ball because you can throw him quick screens, hand him the ball, slants, and he can just take it 50. Like, usually that guy is almost not – he's just kind of positionless. Most guys like that end up being lost. You can never quite figure him out. Right? They, they, it almost feels like they never – they don't find the right realize, yeah. yeah, and he's he hasn't found his way. I mean, he's become a star. I mean, he's like, so you got two of the best, most dominant, versatile players in the league on your same team with other two, like a normal sweet tight end, a normal sweet wide receiver. Jennings is just a really good third wide receiver. Use check and kind of do whatever you need him to do. A star left tackle and a good offensive line. Didn't give up a sack on this game. Sunday. Yeah, a quarterback that will get rid of the ball fast, doesn't try to be a play hero ball. Doesn't make mistakes, is smart. It's just fucking, did have a ball today that, you know, was in the pick territory. It was interceptable. Good play by Debo. But, yeah, you just watch, you just go, holy shit. You just watch other teams. It takes a lot for me now to be like, God, I, I kind of like that guy. Like McBride today, I'm like, I, I like that guy. Yeah. You know, he stands out. But then you look, second round pick, like he's... Colorado State. This isn't some, yeah, this isn't some like seventh round overachiever. Like this was a premium prospect. 
Big guy. And like he was the guy on the field today beside Kyler that you went like, this guy's a Niner level talent. Right? They didn't have they don't have a lot of like Niner level talents. To me, McBride, I bet a lot of the guys on the Niners are like, fuck, we like that guy. Right. I bet they were talking about him. And and Kyler clearly is just when one Niners of took a tight end. Oh, I guess they took the third round tight end, right? Not second round. Yeah. I, and I think th- I think this guy was uh like in the 30s. So this guy yeah, was really so like not... a Debo. This guy was really high. But I, I felt like they got two guys that you just went like kind of make you nervous. And other than that, you're not nervous. Right. Connor's just I mean, he's a good NFL player, but he's I mean, Kyler's just he's just an exhausting player to play against. Well, like he's not going anywhere. Like they found like right. I mean, there was some question coming in the year. I don't know if you heard both. I think they it. still have the third pick in the draft. They do. And they asked because they have it from uh Wait, and, and they have their own pick. Strong? They have their, I mean, they have oh, their, but so they have a bad record. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they look better. They, than they, they also have one other pick too. They have like uh, the Texans pick because they remember the, the Texans Stroud. traded back up to get Will. They got, they got two first rounders. Oh, that's right. Okay. So uh, Texans won today. So that pick's probably going to be like 21. Oh, without, with uh, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah. Um, you know, I the the one thing I think they're their OC's going to get a job here soon. Bosa after the game they asked him because he talked to Kyler, and Bosa's like, you know, just knowing the injury, he's he he'll be better athletically. He goes, but the thing Bosa said he's like, you know, you really just notice he's playing differently than he used to. He's staying in the pocket longer, like he's not running around as much, and he's playing really well. Like Bosa, I thought had a really good breakdown of Kyler, and you could see it. Like I agree, right? It was a little less frenetic, I thought, from Kyler. Um, maybe you've watched him more, but like Kyler's just—if they can figure that thing out, it seems like they got a solid head coach. They need to get bigger receivers for him. Like they you get him McBride do... with him, it's fine. Like he—he he can't throw to a bunch of Rondale Moores and Durches for sure. For <laughs> you sure. know, let's let's get him some. Yeah, get Hopkins. Get get players like that around him. They they would be. Why can't they take? Marvin Harrison right there, put him with McBride. And all of a sudden you get Kyler McBride, those running backs, like it's a powerful. They could, I mean, or they could take, they could probably take a receiver with their, Oh, you said it's going to be in the twenties. Yeah. They could do that and take you know, a lineman there. They could take a lineman high, maybe use something to move up into the teens and take one of the other receivers. I think the Niners, because there was a lot of talk like, oh, this would be Kyler's last year. The Niners would love for them to trade Kyler Murray and draft Drake May, wouldn't they? Yes. It'd be a gift, and they're not. They shouldn't do it. Like watching, and they 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 won't. How would they? Because you just watch enough football today, you're like, Kyler's talent. I understand why he's driving you nuts. You're still like, yeah, this is where we're gonna find this. Because like Caleb Williams is bigger than him, but he's not. He doesn't have a better arm. That they're if anything, they're equal. And Kyler's obviously faster. Now there, you know, you could tell, and maybe it's just because they suck. He does something sometimes where you're like, think he's going to run and then he just lets it rip. And the guy has to like lay out. It's like a hundred mile an hour. Fast threw one through, the one he threw through the end zone. He about killed oh a photographer. My oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't think the fastest, I don't think Tyreek Hill would have been able to get a finger on that. Do you? I don't, I don't think Barry Bonds could have hit it. I'll tell you that in his prime. No, he probably should have ran it, but the swing and a miss from uh old Barry. He was running definitely a little less. feels like. Yeah, they got to him. I mean, Bosa had a good game. Uh, they got to him a few times, but 
I mean, you got Chase Young make any plays? Uh, he was around the ball a few times, John. I get you know one thing this week would be honestly to... with him. What are they going to need? Some plays in the Ravens game and then plays in the playoff games, right? Yeah. Also hard to hard hard to get home off the edge when you can just run right up the middle. Exactly. Uh, Diamond Lenore has like a rib injury. That'll be one to watch this week because he played really well. I mean, he's gotten really good. Yeah, he flies around. They're, they're DBs. If you get a chance, uh, Sherman had on Jair Brown. Yeah. And I heard it was good. Well, he just, I, I've never really heard him talk. He's just a serious cat. Now, again, it's, I don't know the guy personally. You never know. But like the way he talked, and even Richard's like, God, I sense a lot of me and you. There's just like an edginess, but like a seriousness to him. You're like, God, this guy fits right in. <laughs> this guy, he's not like some fuck around guy. Because he was not some high recruit at Penn State. They're like, oh, you're a little engine that could. You went to Penn State. They, they recruit a bunch of five stars. Like you played like you and Micah Parsons. But he was actually, you know, he came in at the end. I think maybe he had to go to JC, I forget. But he, just listening to his, uh, just the way he talked about football, the seriousness he takes it. Yeah. You're just like, you get, like the Niners just don't have a lot of dick around guys. Mm. I'll I'll watch that. I was uh, at Niners on Wednesday, and there's a reporter in the Bay Area named Kate Rooney, who I know from Pac-12 Network, and she works at Cron uh, Four. But she interviewed. I saw she interviewed him. Like, how was it? She's like, oh, it was amazing. He was fantastic. Which you know, being a good interview doesn't necessarily. Who knows what that yeah. means? But she, the second time someone's told me about Jair Brown this week. So, um, I had a. You have you seen Sherman fighting with Seahawks fans on the uh, internet the last few days? <laughs> Have you seen that? I typically hate the mindset anti-fan, but I also understand it's a weird spot for him because he clearly likes the 49ers crew a lot. Like he's, <laughs> and it's, it's a weird. But you want to ring there. Yeah. But he's right. Like I, w- w- this group, like you guys sucked. It's, it's a weird spot for him. And now the Niners are really good. And it feels like, what the fuck, man? And it's, it's, but I think like Kyle and John and like the crew, he likes them. He really like saw eye to eye with them, you know, uh, thinks they should have won a championship too. Like, I think he probably feels like he should have another ring. You get a uh, lot of like, how many fucking all pros did you get with them? He's like, I was all pro my second year. He's like, first team, not second team, first team, all pros, man. I was, uh, I was, I said it to a buddy of mine who played for the Seahawks. He'd been in the league like four years. And then he went to Seattle prime like Sherm, right he go he told me he's like he's like one of my first practices there they like huddle up afterwards like we all come together as a team pete's talking to the team he goes Sherm is ranting and raving away from the team huddle i can't wait to go sign with the cowboys i can't wait to get the fuck out of here and go sign with the cowboys he's like i've never heard a player talk like that during a practice he's like Pete Carroll could not have been less phased by it. I was like, did Pete say something? Did he address it with him? Like, I don't think he did. And he's sure just over on the side. I can't wait to sign with was the, like the middle of the season. Yeah. That's what he sounded like. It was maybe the end of the year, but the point was Sherm. Maybe it was Andy. Sherm was, I can't wait to go sign with the Cowboys. Not, I can't wait to get out here. I can't wait to sign with the Cowboys. Maybe they were lowballing him in contract negotiations. I mean, they, something was happening clearly. So what, what do, what would piss a corner off in a practice? I don't, like th- from the organizational standpoint, right? It's one thing to you know fight weird about another. Sherman. I feel like his career ended after the Niners, but it didn't. He like played with Tampa. Like he's 
He still was. He still played oh, right. football. But I feel like it well, ended he, with the Niners. What, what do you do? Did he pop an Achilles with Tampa? Uh, or a hamstring. He de- Remember, he, he got hurt. He, he got definitely hurt. got hurt. Did he win a Super Bowl with? I did he? I don't know. Well, he signed like late in the year, right? I think he might have. Uh, no, oh, we okay. We are uh, we're doing this show Sunday night, by the way. So we'll see if the Ravens are rolling into. Uh, What's that score of that game? Three nothing right now. Ravens just uh, J- uh, Jags just picked off Lamar. Calf injury is what somebody said the deal was for uh, Sherm. That's right. Sounds right. Remember the Lions want the uh, Patricia tried to sign him, and then he and then he was spotted in Palo Alto eating dinner. Like Marcus Thompson must have known someone at the restaurant because he tweets like sources. Richard Sherman is having dinner currently with Kyle Shanahan and his wife. <laughs> it was like Richard Sherman and his wife are eating with Kyle Shanahan and his wife in Palo Alto. And then all of a sudden he negotiated his own contract with Prague and he was a 49er. And he basically sat out that first season. Remember? Cause he was coming off the Achilles. I remember going to practice and he was like coaching them up. I remember you and I were there. And then by the second season, they have 2019. He fucking had the time of his life. And he, he feels like more of a 49er than he does a Seattle. <laughs> I, I, I get if I was a Seattle diehard, it would suck because it feels like a lot of guys like don't really claim us. We keep right. our best quarterback ever. He's going to be, doesn't even feel like a Seattle Seahawk anymore. Marshawn definitely ain't just like claiming Seattle. Richard lives in Seattle and like Earl feels Thomas like the Niners. Earl can't stand everybody there. Bobby Wagner came back. He's back. Yeah. But it's like, we bought him. <laughs> he had no other you know, options. You think? He was furious at Pete and John last year. Uh, under the radar today, John, Panthers beat the Falcons 9-7. to Did you catch much of that game? Uh, no, but I, it was raining. I, I did see a Ritter pick in that game that was pretty atrocious. I mean, uh, worst pick of the season. Uh, I, I did not see that one. I got to go back and uh, go back and watch the highlights of that game. Baker destroyed the Packers. Well, I saw somebody tweet like, "People are not going to like to hear this, but Baker's coming back next year for the Bucks." Like fifty, he'd be like a fifteen million dollar player. Yeah, kind of crazy, but uh, it's kind of like a cheaper version of Geno, which they, doesn't. They might win the, but it was, you, what are your other options if you win ten? You go ten and seven. Yeah, like you're not. I know you're not going to draft high enough. Darnold. They're going to I think they're going to play the Cowboys again. I wonder if they play Derek. Yeah, they do. Well, well, Tampa plays the Jags, the Saints, the next two games. So Tampa plays the Jags and the Saints. Because right they now could the lose Saints, both those games. right now the Saints and Tampa, right, are because the Saints are seven and seven. Right, correct. D- Derek showed a little sign of life today. He did. Uh, but still hard to totally trust them. Derek, they have they play the Rams next week in LA. Ugh. Those are two tough. I mean, Tampa and the Jags and the Saints and the Rams. I, I both those two teams can lose those games. Do you think in kind recent NFL in recent NFL history, getting fired after Antonio Pierce put sixty three on you, is one of the worst ways that a coach has gone out in recent NFL history? Worse than Frank Reich? Is that the worst firing of the year? Just embarrassing wise. I think it's the worst quit job in the last decade. Forty two to quit nothing job, at halftime. What do you mean? Oh, just your team quits on you. Like I the week after you say it's not like we're getting blown out. Okay, they got they were up forty two to nothing at halftime. 
four days previously, because it was Thursday night, four days, they had been shut out in the same building in a dome. Four days. 42 to nothing. It's like, I think it's tied for the biggest halftime lead in NFL history. It's hard. I heard Trent Dilfer say, do you know how hard it is in the NFL to score 60 points? Like, it's just, people can make open field tackles. Just, it's just, it's just like impossible. Yeah. It's like, statistically, it is. I mean, the Niners... How good their offense? How many, what was their, how many points they scored today? 46? 42? Uh, it's the third time I've forgotten this quarter today. 45. I mean, you're 18 points away from what the Raiders scored. <laughs> and you're That's, a defensive coach. And they've got Aiden O'Connell. It's crazy. Now, they did. They fumbled back-to-back drives, and then they scored and they score. So, it got 21 in the blink of an eye. But usually, when that happens, it still ends up like 24 to 3 at half. 42 to nothing. I, I think the halftime score was worse than the final score. They're coming yeah. off a game three to nothing yeah. Thursday night, 42 to nothing. Sherman said on the broadcast, I was watching at the casino. I, I, like he's like, I'm not joking around. You you should, you could fire him right now at halftime. <laughs> like in, in the sixties and seventies, he might not have made. How it. would you pull that off? You think? Walk down called. to the locker room. Spanos walk down to the locker room. What if you call down and get like a trainer on the phone, like tell Brandon to come meet me? It's just like one of those tunnel. scenes where like they 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 uh the captain of like the submarine is like, I'm taking over this ship. And they just like yeah. within four minutes have to find a new leader. Didn't Mark once well, we Del, Del Rio like walking off the field? You're done. Uh I think oh. Did he? I remember there was when Herm got fired, people thought he got told on the field, but I don't think that's what happened. I don't remember the Del Rio one. I thought Del Rio walking off the field was told. I don't remember You're that. done. Yeah. And it, during there was, the, a lot of was that during the season? No, it was the last game of the season. Oh, okay. What's it called when they take like the captain and they put him in the... It's not contempt of court, but it's like... Uh, put him yeah. in a room? Yeah, they like... Get him off the bridge! <laughs> An overthrow, <laughs> yeah. Where there's a where there's an overthrow, uh, you know, dereliction. I don't a mutiny. Not yeah, not a mutiny though. When they do it like when he has violated the rules, mutiny is like different. I think. Do you, I read an article. This guy Bo Wolf, who used to write for the Athletic on the Eagles, he now writes for like you know one of the major newspapers. When I worked for the Eagles, he was like on the Eagles staff. He wasn't exactly like what Joe Fan used to be, but he was kind of like a version like that. And he's gone on. I think he was oh, like the Eagles.com writer. Yeah, yeah he worked for the team and he's yeah. gone on to be much more like the athletic type guys. I read this article because, you know, the Eagles are kind of getting crushed. They sent out, they sent out Sean Desai as a defensive coordinator press conference this week. Mm. And it's almost like, well, you clearly, you didn't demote him like Friday. This was had to be a decision going into practice that so you sent this guy out as a lame duck. I mean, that's if that is true, which I, I have a hard time seeing it not unless they made the decision like 24 hours ago. That's pretty fucking nuts. Well, it'd be something to me if you do it 24 hours ago, it means there was like a fight or something happened. Yeah. And this article was basically saying, well, of course you would because you were kind of it's like competitive, you know, secrecy. Right, mm-hmm. you don't want to know. Like they didn't want it out. What an uncomfortable press conference for him. But no one else knew, so he could just be normal. 
Yeah, but I mean, still, he knew. Like, if he knew, that's pretty weird. Inside, just to be sitting up there answering questions about how he's going to call the game. Well, it's like, how does this leak out today? Well, Howie or Jeffrey Lurie or Sirianni ain't leaking it out. It's probably coming from the guy that you just kicked to the curb, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's, someone's got to fight. It's like, what, you just want me staying on the sideline? You're saying I suck? Now, fuck you. So this is the second time in, what, three or four years, right? This is Sirianni's Oh, this is Sirianni's third year or fourth year? This is third year. It's the second time in three years they've changed coordinator duties midseason because they did it to him, to Sirianni. I think midseason at the bye week is a lot different than December 17th when you're 10-2 and two, or 10-3 and three or whatever the fuck their record is. As the two seed, yeah. 10-3, they're 10-3. I think making a coordinator change at 10-3 and three is different than being 4-4 four and four at the bye week needing to change, don't you? I think once you get in December and you're doing one of these, when when no one's like, the season's not imploding or something. You've played the two best offenses in the league, base, two two of the best offenses in the league back-to-back weeks. You played Niners and Dallas back-to-back weeks. Dallas can look bad. They they easily can look good, too. Uh, I, I could see the Eagles being a one-and-done team, depending on their matchup. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a fascinating watch. Like if Mariota has to start, it's weird because a lot of people at that game probably are kind of Oregon fans. And he's one of the, like, I don't know, most legendary players in the history of the program. <laughs> it's a while ago though. Listen to this. Rooting for him, but listen to this uh, stat on the Cowboys from uh, David Hellman, who does like a bunch of Cowboys coverage for Fox, the Cowboys point differential at home and their record at home. 7-0 at home, point differential plus 171 at home. On the road, 3-4, and four, point differential minus 4. But more than likely, they're not going to have any home playoff games. What's the point? They just need the Eagles to implode. That's what they got to hope for, right? They got to root for the Eagles to lose them like the Eagles are acting – because Philly's acting like an imploding team. Yeah. But th- – I, I've just been there. It just gets very tense in there. It's not like, it's like, guys, it's football. You lose a couple games, take a deep breath. You'll fucking probably beat Seattle. Like, it, but they, they don't think it just gets very, I think Jerry, when he was younger, could act like that. I think Eddie DeBartolo, like, it just, it's, it's an uncomfortable place. Like, you're never that comfortable when you're winning. It's very uncomfortable after a loss, even when you're good. I think the only loss that is semi comfortable is like the Super Bowl. Because, like, what, there's not a game the next week? <laughs> I could just see it getting very, very weird if they were to be, like, what if they just lost the Rams in the first round? Do you want, I mean. They would be the two seed, though, and the Rams would probably be the six. Like, they wouldn't lose. It'd be hard. At home. Like, could you see Derek Carr going in there and beating them? Wait, Derek Carr. Well, I'm just saying, like, what if the Saints were, like, the seven seed? Right, like nine and eight. You know, team like that's because Minnesota might lose out. So, like Tampa and the Saints could one team could win the division, the other team could be the seven, and the Rams could be the six. Right. To me, the Rams would have it would to me it'd have to be a team that would just out scheme them, and that would be have to be the Rams. And Stafford could just make some incredible carry his team. I don't think anybody else who's going to be the seventh seed could do it. Minnesota couldn't do it. New Orleans, no. Like you said, uh, it would have to be the the Rams. I would give the Rams a shot. Tampa, I would not give Tampa a shot. No, 
They do have, I mean, they've got some firepower on offense. Evans is still good. Godwin's good. That white guy's good. Baker can't really move, but Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator. I can just see it getting weird. Like, that place would get weird fast if it was just like 10-10 at half. Doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't feel like to me the type of game that Baker can go in the cold and Philly. And yeah, I, I, I don't like Baker and definitely Derek on the road, Philadelphia, round one. The Rams, Stafford, McVeigh, nothing to lose. I wouldn't want to play them if I was the Eagles. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't want to play them if I'm the Niners. I just know them so well, right? It's just I'm much more comfortable with what they do. They're feisty. They they got a lot of offensive firepower. Like, they just – Nakua and Cooper Cup are just good. I know. Right? And Kerwin Williams, the running back's good. And Stafford's having a good season. What's their point differential? Plus 17. The Rams? Yeah. And they're they seven and seven point. team. Like that's like to <laughs> yeah. me, they are what they are. Whereas you look at some of these other teams, you're like, you know, Minnesota. It's they're two different teams since they lost Kirk. But like Seattle's six and seven, they're minus thirty eight. You know, like yeah, they're they're, a they're not that good. Yeah. The Rams are just Rams are just you got to beat them would be the thing. Whereas like the Cardinals, I just felt like Arizona. No matter what the Niners did today, the Cardinals weren't going to beat them. Whereas like Arizona, uh, the Rams, you got to beat them. Yeah, I think like the Chiefs, for example, they're going to have probably their worst season of the era and they'll be like 11 and six. But their point differential is still going to be like 95 when it's all said and done. Right. Yeah. Or 100. Yeah. Like right now, they're having a down year for them. Like I think they suck. Their point differential is 75 and they're cruising toward 12 wins. They're having fifth, a disaster. Fifth best in the league point differential. They're having a disastrous season for their standards. Think about by, that. By the way, John, the Niners now are are. Point differential champions by like thirty points at the moment. Oh, because the Cowboys, Dallas, Dallas, Cowboys got blown out. <laughs> Dallas lost all their all their point differential. Well, that is the thing with the Eagles, right? How often are you ten and three with a twenty one point point differential? And that that's the fair thing about the defense. Their defense, a lot of those games, like their offense, had to score like 30, 35 points to win early in the season. They Dan were on the points. Dan on the stream says, this is a little presumptuous. Philly has an easy schedule at the end. Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. They do. It, it, their degree of difficulty was so high, right? They went Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys. That's that's very difficult. Tomorrow's going to be very, very telling. Right. They win yeah. by 15 points. they can cruise to the two yeah. seed. I would say the one seed's potential, right? If the Niners were to lose the Ravens. Absolutely. Like, it's not. That's they, the thing is, the Niners, you think you just like, you're cruising along until you lose one game and then you're not cruising along. And the Niners would have, let's, yeah, I mean, they could end up with the, the Niners have the head to head, which is the good news for them, right? Niners have the head to head tiebreaker with oh, Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so you'd have to lose twice, probably. At this point, yeah, not probably. You would. Niners are gonna be ruined well, for and, unless before. Philly doesn't lose again, and the Niners drop. Oh yeah, no, you're right. So if you lose to the Ravens and the Eagles win out, I think the Niners and Dallas are heavily rooting for Seattle tomorrow. Yeah, not just Seattle to win, but just it creates continues the implosion. Like totally. ultimately, Dallas got their ass kicked today, right? It's like, well, if their fucking defense ain't stopping anybody, they're gonna be in trouble. Dan Quinn, McCarthy, like they're they're on solid ground. If the Eagles win tomorrow, you talk about a fucking five hour flight home. 
talk about getting weird. And then the Giants the Seattle get to wins, play you mean. Yeah, if Seattle wins. And the Giants get to play him with absolutely nothing to lose. The building internally is imploding. Jalen's fucking got, you know, the whooping cough or something. Who knows? If if And he's been off to begin with. If that happens and the Niners are or it almost locks them into they're pretty much guaranteed the one seed. Because then they could lose to Baltimore, still have the head-to-head. They could lose to Baltimore. Even if Detroit doesn't lose another game, the Niners would still be nine. And even if they lose to Baltimore, Niners are nine and one in the conference, which would be their tiebreaker with Detroit. Detroit six and three in the in the conference. So if Philly loses on Monday night, the Niners are pretty pretty much guaranteed the one seed, I think. And Detroit is Minnesota twice and the Cowboys. But even if they win out, the Niners are still going to be two games better to them in the tiebreaker should they end up with the same record. I got you. Oh, yeah, they get the fourth loss. Because their fourth loss would be an AFC team. So they're still 9-1, and two games ahead of them in the loss column in the conference record. So, but, you know, who knows what we haven't watched this Ravens game yet, so. Anyway. Three nothing seems like a barn burner. <laughs> Something about the South teams, like if you put one of those teams in a game, non-playoff, I'm like, I don't know. Do you think if the Jags are playoff team for the next ten years, in ten years, you'd be like, oh fuck, are the Jags on right now? Or will it in perpetuity for the, as for as many days as you shall live, the Jags just can't feel like a big game? Like you have to have been born after 2010 for the Jags to feel like a big game. To, to yeah, I don't. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible either. It's like what the rest of the world feels like when America's playing in a World Cup game. They're like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, something about the Colts, maybe it was Manning, the building feels totally. a little bigger. Yep. Like, Minshew? Saints a little bit, but that's it. it Saints go back days. and forth. Yep. Texans, I don't think it's possible. In no. The AFC South. Just lo- part of its logo. I'm sorry, Houston. Like, Did you see that they play the Titans? Titans wore the Houston Oiler uniforms, and people are like, can you wear the old uniforms of the team that you stole? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of controversy with the Houston people on my time. Browns do it every so time they play the Ravens. Yeah. So it's like, you know, who cares? You won anyway. No one really cares about that game. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The Ravens stole the Ravens, Ravens stole, stole the Browns. Browns. Ravens stole the Browns. The yeah. Browns, Indianapolis, I guess the Colts do it when they play the Ravens. Indianapolis stole the Colts. And in fairness, the Ravens didn't, Art Modell just moved them, didn't he? Right, he's like left Indy. What, what was what was Baltimore supposed to say? Yeah, we don't want a team. <laughs> it wasn't showed the, up on the doorstep. Obviously, like we'd love a team, but if no one's willing to come, like you can't steal the Bears unless the McCaskies want to leave. So it's like, I if any, the, the I don't feel like the owners get off a little like scot free. It's like, how can Vrabel? You think Vrabel gives a fuck? Like Vrabel, what are we talking about? He wore like Bum Phillips. Could you dress up as a cowboy? Wore a hat. Pretty good. It was pretty good. He looks like a cowboy. That's pretty good. All right. Anything else on that note? No. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Adios. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.